Hey gang, I'm Nikki LaCroce, and you're listening to Who the Fuck? A show that explores the power of human connection and the profound resilience of the human spirit through compassionate conversations that help you better understand yourself so you can live with the sense of peace, purpose, and joy that you deserve. Each episode offers a safe space for guests to share intimate details of their personal journey and lessons learned along the way as we all seek to answer life's most important question. Who the fuck am I? Hey gang, happy Tuesday. I'm Nikki LaCroce and you're listening to Who the Fuck. On today's episode, it is a solo-sode. So it is just me and you and Snoopy, apparently. So today I want to talk about connection. And I know if you listen to the show, you understand that that is a really important part of the discussion that we are always having. And a lot of times that is about the connection we have with each other. And many times it is also the connection we have with ourselves. What I specifically want to talk about today is the connection to ourselves. For me personally, I have gone through a whirlwind of life experiences, good and bad, over the course of my life. And one of the things that I consistently struggle with is dealing with overwhelm. I have this need as a people pleaser to make sure that what I'm doing is meeting expectations, whether that's my own expectations or the expectations of someone else. And when I'm not doing that, I feel like a failure. And even though every part of me rationally understands that that is probably not true or definitely not true my immediate response is to internalize that shame to beat myself up for it not physically but just internally emotionally and one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves is learn how to conquer that learn how to manage that in the moments when it feels the most difficult The example I'll give today is I'm still working part-time in a tech role, and I've been doing tech for 15 years as a product manager, and one of the things that I've been grappling with in my role is having better communication. And I can't help but chuckle at the irony of this, given the fact that I have a podcast, and most of what I do is communicate with all of you. And I pride myself on that. I pride myself on being able to hold space for people, listen attentively, gather feedback, apply that feedback, whether that is in my personal life or professionally. As a product manager, one of the most important things that you can do is get customer feedback. You want to understand how they're using a solution and you want to be able to make sure that it works for them effectively. And because a lot of my work experience has been in toxic work environments, and this is the first time that I genuinely feel there is nothing toxic about the environment that I'm working in, I work with great people, I'm doing something I care about, and you have to take that feedback on the chin. You have to be able to accept it and manage it and rectify the issues that are coming up. This becomes more difficult when we implode 
at the onset of feedback. And it's not because I'm not open-minded. It's not because I don't agree with some of the feedback that I'm being given. It's because a good chunk of my professional life has been spent being told that my opinion doesn't matter. The work I'm doing isn't enough, even though it's more than a lot of people might be doing. The way things are being done isn't the way somebody wants it specifically. And if you don't pander to that, then try again, keep going, keep going. A perfect example of this would be anybody who's ever worked at Amazon Incorporate, you know that you have to write these PRFAQs. And the idea is that you generate a document to propose an idea for a product or a feature or something. And you go through a thousand fucking iterations of it while people shoot you down, shoot you down, shoot you down, shoot you down. And the thing that's really fucked up about this is that they're not shooting down your idea. They're shooting down the way you presented your idea more often than not. Because if they're shooting down the idea, they're not even going to waste time telling you to iterate on the stupid document that you're working on. And so you go back to the drawing board. I shit you not. I literally had to rewrite a document over 36 times. It was absurd. My comment to that was always, I didn't come here to write my doctoral thesis or the next great American novel. I came here to build products. And so because I had existed in this place for so long that if the idea that you came up with wasn't somebody else's idea or stated the exact way they wanted it stated, you were going to keep spinning cycles and you were going to lose the will to work on it. And then you would be expected to deliver whatever it is that this person promised in an unrealistic amount of time, no matter how many ways and how many different times you told them that can't happen. And so now that I'm in a place where the communication is relatively clear, the feedback is constructive and useful, the delivery of the feedback is respectful, and the approach to management is to give you autonomy and to empower you to do your best in this setting. It's like this collision of everything that I know and my ability as a product manager feeding into all of this warped perspective that I have after working at these companies that distorted my perception of realistic expectations. And I've said to other people recently that when you work at a toxic company, it's very similar to being in an abusive relationship. And I don't say this hypothetically. I say this matter of fact. Because the time when I was leaving Amazon coincided with going through a divorce. And that divorce was eye-opening for me. It showed me so much of where I had gone wrong, things that I forgot about myself in the process of being with somebody who didn't value me. And these same things happen in toxic workplaces. So when you are extracted from these fucked up situations and you have the chance to reflect and not only reflect from a place of now those circumstances are no longer surrounding you, but you are more importantly surrounded by better circumstances that now 
you have to adapt. So all of a sudden, everything that you think you know is no longer the way that you're used to. And even though the way that you were used to sucked or was possibly just terrible and deteriorating to your sense of self, you've gotten used to it. So you're tasked with dismantling your perception of self that has been constructed over years and then almost simultaneously or just on the heels of it, figuring out the right or the best way to approach it. It's not easy. It's daunting. And of course, we don't get everything right the first time. And we have to be open to learning and reconfiguring our self-awareness and our expectations because a lot of times we often respond to new circumstances in old ways. And that's something that I've come to value quite a bit. I've really learned to appreciate how objectivity helps me recenter myself and offers me the opportunity to see a fresh perspective on something that I've experienced before. And to get back to the example that I was giving related to this morning, I was really deflated. I felt like I was failing. I had Nicole come up from her office and I was like, I'm just, I, why am I doing this? I'm, I'm terrible at what I do. It's like, I, I just keep going and going and nothing matters. And the thing is, is nobody said that to me. Nobody said that to me and nobody even implied that to me. That's in here. That is a normalized reaction to feedback because I was conditioned to receive toxic feedback. And I either felt the need to recoil or explode. And because I've done a lot of work to make sure that I manage my stress better and in a less impulsive and angry way, I've started to default to closing myself off. Nicole will tell you if I get mad about something, you know instantly because I'm here and I'm talking and I'm always talking. And when I'm not talking, I'm probably just about to talk. So when I go silent, it's not just that you don't hear my voice. It's that my entire energy changes. Similarly to if I'm not moving my hands. <laughs> um, and I feel like this is something that's really hard for us to talk about with each other and recognize within ourselves unless we're prompted by other people. It's not to say that we can't or we don't do this. It's just that if you're not obligated to change, will you? And who's impressing that on you? Is it you? Is it an external source? And the truth is sometimes it's both. But no matter what, part of it needs to be you. You have to look inward and decide for yourself that you aren't happy with the feedback you're getting. You believe that there's something better that you could do. 
and you come up with a plan to do that. And in the midst of that, you are still very much allowed to feel the shame and process the anxiety and reminisce about the shitty old days when people who didn't value you gave their two cents and made you feel like you are less than. We all have our strengths. And in order to channel those, we absolutely must discover what those are and remember that we can showcase those things in different ways. Being given constructive feedback doesn't mean you suck. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person. It doesn't even mean you're bad at your job. It just means there's room for improvement. There's an area of opportunity. And one of the things that I I find degrades our sense of self even more is this idea of how easy it is to negative self-talk and how easy it is to overlook a compliment and accolades for things that we do well. It's like we want the positive feedback, but when we get the positive feedback, we don't know how to accept that. And when we get the negative feedback, we're either defensive and we're like, why the fuck am I getting that feedback? And oftentimes, if that is how you feel, you might turn around and be like, oh, well, I guess that's why I was getting it. So maybe I should do something different. But there are times where people are giving you feedback that's not relevant. And that's okay, too. And by the way, you have every right to say that to them. The important thing here is that you recognize that we are all adults. And in being an adult and being an emotionally responsible adult, it is important to not only communicate to those around you what you're feeling and where you see gaps or opportunities, but to also adjust yourself to free up space for new ideas and new ways of working and new ways of communicating. Because it's very possible the reason we're getting the constructive feedback that we're getting is because we need to change our approach. And when you feel really disconnected from yourself, it's hard to accept that feedback. It's easy to spiral out and feel like nothing you do matters, nothing you do will work. Nobody believes in you. You don't believe in yourself. And this is where that connection to self ties into that greater connection with other people. Because once you realize that you are maybe not getting what you need or you need to be communicated with differently, you can now articulate that to somebody else who can in turn reflect on what they've thought or what they've done. And you can collaborate on how to better manage those situations moving forward. And I'm speaking professionally and personally. This is something I apply in all aspects of my life. It isn't easy. And it certainly has moments of discomfort. But you will hear me say this time and time again. I would much rather sit with the discomfort for a finite period of time, knowing that this conversation is going to be uncomfortable. 
knowing that looking inward is going to be uncomfortable, knowing that expressing that I'm wrong or could do better is going to be uncomfortable. And I also have zero desire to live in discomfort with the anxiety of not doing anything to improve my life in perpetuity. It's just not an option. So we really need to take these moments that are presented to us in our everyday lives and use those as opportunities to go back in and ask ourselves why. Why was I hurt by that? Why was I upset by that? Why did that make me feel badly about myself? Was it how they communicated? No. Was it what they said? No. Was it that I feel ashamed that I'm not meeting expectations? Yes. And we have an opportunity in taking these moments. And if we're consistent enough, that will become our default. We will prompt ourselves to look inward when we're getting feedback. Not to shame ourselves. Not to deteriorate our confidence. But to understand. Because without understanding, we are trapped in a very specific range of life. You can't move forward if you don't really grasp who you are at your core. And it's not to say that we will get it right every single time. We won't. This is a conversation that I've had with my boss a couple of times. And I hate nothing more than walking away from conversations and feeling like, okay, I got it. I'm going to go do it now. And then coming back and being like, yeah, no, that still didn't happen. And I'm like, shit. You know, what is it? What am I doing? How can I change that? And I can offer feedback on what would help me. And having a boss that is receptive of that makes a really big difference. Having supportive people in my professional ecosystem helps me so much with that. And it gives each of us not only an opportunity to reflect on what we as individuals can do better, but it allows us to strengthen ourselves collectively as a team. And so now what I've done to improve based on feedback that I've been given is decide to move forward with much more intention and to make sure that I'm doing things the way that they need to be done and that I'm inviting other people in to those conversations to make sure that there is alignment and I'm not living my life with the expectation that everybody else just gets it the way that I do, nor am I living my life with the expectation that everything that I understand is actually what somebody else is expecting. So to establish the type of relationships that we want with other people, we need to be able to zoom out and ask those hard questions, even and especially when we want to shut down, even and especially when we are ready to disconnect from everything. 
If your instinct is to run, take a moment. Pause. Just pause for a second, okay? And ask yourself, what am I running from? I'm running from discomfort is probably the general feeling that you're having. Because you don't run from things you love and that you feel in your heart that you love. You run towards that shit with open arms. You're like, as much as I can have of that, bring it to me. It's great. Let's, you know, imbibe that. But when we feel uncomfortable, it is fight or flight, baby. And that response is extremely nonproductive. It takes away from the chance for us to grow. It limits our ability to really pay attention to the parts of us that are talking to us without saying a word. Because your body knows that something's wrong. It knows that you don't like something. That's why it's telling you to get the hell out of Dodge. So if you have that moment, that feeling of disconnect, that feeling of I got to get out of here, I hate what's happening, pause and ask yourself, what could I do differently? Give yourself grace. And that is a phrase that I hated when people used with me. Believe me, it was just like, shut up. You know, what does that even mean? Give myself grace. It means be patient with yourself. You're human. It means be kind to yourself. You're human. It means love yourself every day, even when you feel like you're unlovable. Because you deserve that. The only person that you are responsible for at the end of the day is you. And we love to, you know, pick things apart about our relationships with other people. We do. We just, we want to share blame. We want to project blame. We want to deflect blame. But accountability, that, that is the crux of growth. Self-awareness is the linchpin of human connection. It's like, how can we possibly connect with each other if we don't even understand who we are? If we don't even understand how we operate? How are we supposed to help other people work more effectively with us or be in a relationship with us that's healthy? If we don't even understand why we respond the way that we respond or why we do what we do, it's an evolution as with everything in our lives. We don't just wake up one day and everything makes sense and we all of a sudden understand everything around us and everyone around us. It's work to really establish who we are and it is work to unwind what we've been told we are or what we've been told we're capable of. Or what we've been told our reactions to things are. You know, it's hard because we have to disassemble the things that people have said to us our whole lives or for long periods of time. And we have to decide what it means when we receive that type of feedback. And really decide, is that 
something that somebody else is saying? Is that something that somebody else feels? Or is that a core belief that I hold about myself and they're validating that? If it's a core belief that you feel about yourself, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It might be. In a lot of cases, especially if you've been in a toxic relationship work or otherwise, you are going to have unhealed wounds that make you feel like you're not good enough. And you also have the power to change that. You have the power to reclaim your independence, your sense of self, your internal knowing. You aren't always going to get it right. None of us do. But you're also not going to progress if you don't even try. And the reason that I feel this message is so important today is because I don't like how I felt today. I felt really defeated and it wasn't because of somebody else. It was because of me. And that's also not the toxic relationships bleeding into it and me being like, it's my problem. I know it's me. They've told me it's me. No. I'm keenly aware of what it looks like when somebody's projecting their shit onto me. What I've recognized is the importance of not submitting to those feelings of failure that I have, not believing my own bullshit. Yeah, I can do some things better and I can walk away from today knowing that I will do those things better because I care, because I care about what I'm doing. I care about doing well for myself and for the people that I'm working with and for and the users who are using the product. And I can wake up tomorrow with a sense of peace, knowing that I didn't leave today feeling embittered and distraught, but empowered to embrace my own flaws or shortcomings or areas of growth and take that and turn it into something meaningful. Because if I'm doing better for myself, then I'm doing better for the people around me too. And that's something that we all need to acknowledge, recognize, and share. So hope that you can do something with that, folks. I'm so glad we had one of these solo episodes today. And let me know what you think. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe and like wherever you listen and get your podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a nice little subscribe right there and there. But either way, it's been real. Catch you on the flip side, gang. Thanks for listening to Who the Fuck. And if you like what you hear, share the show with your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else you think needs a healthy dose of introspection and raw authenticity. Feel free to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It's always appreciated. And you can also visit whothefck.com to check out more content. Plus, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at whothefck underscore pod to keep up to date with what's new in my world and for exclusive bonus content. Catch you on the flip side. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, 
where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.